Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Runners World Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. Me, Ben Hobson. And me, Jane Maguire. Jane, it's your last episode as an official Runners World team member, but that doesn't mean you won't be back because, to be honest, we reckon you should just keep doing it. We need you, Jane. We need you. <laughs> as someone once described in an email to us, it's Jane and the two fellas. So it is. we need. For, we for need all my the, fans, <laughs> don't worry. I'm going to try and um, sneak back into these episodes. <laughs> but, um,. You might have to might have to just be a guest host for the future, and we'll just Maybe. hope that your your future employer doesn't listen, <laughs> and that's Maybe probably I'll it. Maybe I'll just pop up for special occasions like Christmas and Easter, and you know all the other holidays. <laughs> well, you're you're very welcome anytime, Jane, and you have vastly improved oh. the the podcast, as lots of our readers have <laughs> have said. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at least by a third. So it's uh yeah it's no it's it, I think pretty much everyone will just unsubscribe now, which is a bit of a shame for me and Rick. But we'll try and uh, keep it like <laughs> try and keep it going, won't we, mate? Well, I think so. And I think you know while we've still got some listeners, let's look at the the, the biggest show on the planet, the Olympics. Ben. Oh the Olympics. yes, it was on. Olympics. It happened. It's over. It's over. But it was uh, it was extraordinary as ever. And I reckon you know we've got a few things, a few highlights and and lowlights that we wanted to kind of discuss over the next half an hour do you want to do you want to yeah, let's, let's, let's not get this confused rick these are the hottest takes <laughs> from the olympics the in, in i would say probably like a semi-informed way not like not like you know like really uh, top-end journalistic opinions this is just wild speculation and or comment I think that's an important. We, yeah, we couldn't get Michael Johnson, could we? We we tried to get Sadly, Michael Johnson. Sadly, no, we couldn't. tried to get Paula, and we couldn't get her either. No. So none of us. the none of the main <laughs> top tier commentators were in slightest bit interested. I'm going to start with the 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 most. I mean, it's it's been divisive on the internet, and uh, social media has has really gone gone to town on it, which is kind of interesting because it also highlights a lot of a, like. Run anyone who's done a marathon seems to now quantify like being qualified to just comment on it, which is my mm. favorite thing about comments <laughs> on the internet. It's just like I've done ten of these marathons and I've never dropped a water bottle. But so French runner Mohad Amdouni sparked a debate on social media. Debate's generous. After a video appears showing him knocking over an entire water table station during the men's Olympic marathon. Like he like two runners in front of him managed to grab a bottle and then he just dominoed the whole lot off the table and then picked up the last one for himself. Now, the video, again, it's like a clip on Twitter and there's been loads of comments because immediately like everyone's just like, whoa, that looks 
crazy bad. <laughs> like that's the worst thing you can do. It's like 35 degrees or something. Everyone's running a marathon at like, you know, stupid marathon Olympic pace. And, uh, and everyone's gone, wow, he looks like the worst person ever. And then loads of other people have been like, oh no, I've run a marathon in the heat before. And sometimes you're disillusioned and you don't know what you're doing. I am not in that camp. I am very much on the opinion that it looks like the man has just knocked over all the other waters so that no one can have any. And I know there's like, everyone's like, oh, it's an edited clip and there's more tables coming up and all that sort of stuff. But it's, I I don't think like uh, no one else has done that ever, I don't think. So I'm going to say that it was an, a definitely intentional move to just dehydrate the competition. You make, you're, you're, you're making the, the case against... Yeah, all right, um, Piers Morgan. Who invited Piers to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it was incredibly unsportsmanlike. It doesn't. It doesn't look good. I would say it on the no. case for the defence that there are, there are sometimes slow mo stuff. I mean, I'm thinking about other sports here, but see, often like tackles in rugby and football look terrible in slow motion because actually it, the whole thing looks more deliberate and more calculated. Right. Than it is. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, fair. Possibly there's. Because everything slowed down, it looks like he's sort of just you know rattling his way through water bottles. I think it's one of those. I think it's one of those areas, mate, where it's it's. I think it does look bad. I think if you said like, right, is this deliberate or not? And I'll, I'd say I think it looks a little bit deliberate. But it's it's almost like we are almost in benefit of the doubt territory as well. With like, what if he was actually just you know very dehydrated and didn't know and kind of not very coordinated at that point in the race I just think and then he's, and he's that, getting just ripped about it for you know yeah true oh no I mean I the internet's the worst place in the world but I would also say that like if he's that out of control of his body that he can't pick up water he shouldn't be doing it like he shouldn't be he's, like someone's medical teams need to step in and be like right we just witnessed that you're unable to pick up a bottle uh, so you should probably sit this one out <laughs> well, I, think, I don't know I think when you go into the Twitter reddit holes about this issue people are then saying well you know if you're gonna nitpick at water stations people shouldn't drop their bottles on the floor they should throw them to the side because they're moving so quickly at that pace wow. that they could easily twist an ankle and it's kind of like it's I just contentious know. yeah i feel like water stations at a nine minute mile are chaotic i can't imagine water yeah. stations at like a four minute mm. whatever they're doing um, and you like in the video, they are they're still very much running. There's no like so he didn't stop, throw himself on the table, roll around, and then carry on. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe it was an accident, but I also agree that it did look a bit strange. I yeah, think, it looked I think like you're... he just ran into the water station with his arm out and just couldn't grab. It was like a you know like those games with the claw. <laughs> it looked like he, he was just no, grabbing. Ar- arcade, sort of end of the pier arcade game. Yeah, just sure. grabbing, grabbing for some water and couldn't find it. I think, but I I think you're both just being way too kind. I well, think. look, he, he finished. Uh, he finished in seventeenth place. So imagine how controversial well, it would have been if he'd medalled. Probably, probably a bit like dehydrated. Right, I'm watching it again because I want to watch it in real time. Okay. Oh no, that's just insane. <laughs> that's, right. That is. Let, let's 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 move on then to more 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 positive. Oh, he's just things. knocking him over. He's, he's, that's insane. <laughs> he's just knocking him over. Right. He's right. Him I'm gonna, I'm going to say outstanding running performance. Quite a hard one actually because there were loads. Oh, but yeah, there were loads. I think that possibly the one that will live on longest would be the men's 400 meter hurdles. Carsten Vorholm's uh, yeah smashed the, the world record by um, almost a second. And uh, what was amazing about that was it was a brilliant race. It, well, it, well, it wasn't like a kind of just. One man, you know, kind of like David Rudisha when he did it in the 800 yeah. meters, and it was like, of course, yeah, no yeah. one was anywhere near him. Actually, 
it, it was a it was a fantastic race as well and similar to the, the 400 meter hurdles you know th- two people went inside the previous world record mm. um and I didn't realise this, Ben, but you've done some digging and, and Vorholm is, is kind of, he's got a bit of beef with Nike, hasn't he, about the, the shoes? Oh, uh, yeah. So he commented afterwards that he just, he, he believes that um, the AirPods underneath the shoes, as, uh, he, he thinks it's bullshit, Rick, to not, right. the man does not mince his word. <laughs> um, he basically says, I don't see why you should put anything beneath a sprinting shoe. In middle distance, I can understand it because of the cushioning. If you want cushioning, you put a mattress there. But if you put a trampoline, I think it's bullshit and I think it takes credibility away from our sport. So, and there was a bit, there's a sort of like looking into this further and it was reported mm. at the time. He He's sponsored by Puma and, and Puma had worked with Mercedes, right. I think, to, to make his shoe. And he's he's got just like a, I think, I mean, it's a carbon shoe, I think, but it's it looks like a track spike. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he's he's yeah, yeah. he's along. He's sort of. I think his his bone of contention is is with the foam, and then that sort of the extra rebound, whatever that that all gives. Mm. So he he it was quite. I mean, when you know, I think the power of ruining gold gives you that platform to suddenly say yeah. what, say what yeah. you want. So I think it's kind of. Um, yeah, he he was straight away pretty vocal about what he thinks about you know the ongoing shoe wars. I think. My non-running moment would have to be Tom Daly. He just broke oh, my yeah. heart. Oh, yeah, yes. Which, <laughs> which bit? Knitting. The diving or the knitting? Oh, yeah. all of it. He was knitting a jumper for a dog. I was like, just when you you couldn't love him more. And then he made a cardigan. Like, what the hell, Tom? Um, <laughs> he's now auctioning that said, he's auctioning said cardigan for charity. So, you know. Oh, he just gets, he just gets better. What's he going to yeah. do next? Um, Wherever he wants. There's, there's, there's going to be a film, isn't there? There's going to be a Hollywood film about Tom Daly. Oh, it's, yeah. it's got all, it's got all the ingredients. Yeah. I can't wait. Leap of Faith. Yeah, title. there's a title. Leap of Faith. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, oh, no, that's... That, if either yeah. of you get invited to that premiere... I've got to come to the plus one. You've got to get me in. I just love him so much. Um, and running wise, it's got to be Laura Muir. Like I, that, I found her race so emotional. I think Laura's yeah. one yeah. of. She's so lovely, but she's one of those runners that you. She wear like you can see everything on her face. It's not like Kipchoge yeah. where he's just like smiling and there's no. You yeah. see Serene. the pain. You see, and yeah. then you saw her like elation that she's like finally kind of got that medal that she deserves and I thought it was I thought it was amazing I thought that was like such a that was my moment I think where I was like oh god I'm so I'm really like everyone felt really happy for her I think yeah I I agree I I, am I missed it live but I I watched the um the BBC highlights and even though I knew that she'd won a silver I was like just like cheering her on for the final 200 minutes like come on Laura, you could do it it's like oh you know she does it um, i know but i did a load of that retrospective cheering when i knew the result <laughs> yeah, but i still yeah. hunt i wanted to hunt yeah. out the race and just watch come it on. to see how it like panned out because you're just suddenly like oh i've seen that you know um kerr won bronze or whatever and you just be like yeah, yeah, yeah. but i want to watch him do it it's funny how 50 Definitely. 1500 meters is such an odd like it's such an it's such an awful distance like if you've ever run a 1500 meters it's horrible mm. And I like the fact that that seems to be like a, an event that the British do well in. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 definitely. I think our middle distance um, people oh. largely delivered. Okay, you know, there was Keely Hodgkinson getting a silver as well in the 800. She's 19. She beat Kelly Holmes's record um, en route to doing that. And I mean, that's just that's just magnificent, isn't it? Maybe, maybe that's one of those examples of like the kind of confidence of 
of youth where you go in and you don't actually feel the pressure that someone like Laura Muir, who's had a few bites at it, you know, is feeling. Actually, she's like, well, I've got nothing to lose. And uh, she's massively exciting. I mean, imagine how quick she might run in, you know, the next five or six years. So there's lots to look forward to. Obviously, there's a few disappointments as well, like Elliot Giles, who we've had, who was on the front cover of Runners World last month. He didn't he didn't make it through to the final. So it's like, like all things in the Olympics, isn't it? They're kind of winners and... And loses and it's brutal because you only you, you really only get like that little chance at it and if it doesn't if it doesn't happen then yeah you, you don't get anywhere. Well, that kind of also brings us on to the track, which was you know um, another sort of technological advance that was seen to give advantage. We there's the designer behind the lightning fast Olympic Stadium track in Tokyo, Andrea Valuri. I'm going to probably say that wrong. Apologies. Um, has said it gives a one to two percent performance advantage to athletes, making it the quickest in history, which we've seen with these times. Um, the track is very thin at 14 mil, but um, they've added a new element, and they're these rubber granules. Um, in the lower layer of the track is, a, is this hexagonal design, which creates small pockets of air, and they not only provide shock absorption, but give some energy return, and that's the key. Um, and at the same time, as a sort of trampoline effect, um, we've improved this combination, and this is why we are seeing the track has improved performance. So, one to two percent at that level is insane. Like that is that's that's that, and that's. I mean, it's hard to sort of, um, you know, chip away at athletic performance with techn- technological advances and sort of compare the two, but it definitely makes a big difference. Imagine you've got the, imagine, I'm just working out percentages here, because it's like, imagine you've got the alpha flyers on, right? That's your 4%. <laughs> oh my God, we're going <laughs> to run. You've got, then you've got a track. So you, you're 6% quicker on this track if you're running in these super shoes. Yeah. You know, no wonder the records, I, I look into how many records were broken and it's interesting because it's not as if, I mean, a lot of records did go, but... As far as world records on that track, there's only two. So that, and they're both in the 400 meter hurdles. Right. There, there are lots of Olympic records. There's seven Olympic records, which is higher than you would normally expect. But um, I think it's possibly not completely accurate to to suggest, as as some sort of people are, that like records have just tumbled at this Olympics on the track. They, they, you know, they haven't really, and, no. and that's possibly because some some of these very long standing records uh, in athletics are are perhaps slightly dubious anyway. So they're very hard to get to get near regardless of the track and the shoes um you're running in but yeah it hasn't i don't i don't think it's been quite as uh as you know you remember when the, the swimsuit came in and all the records basically went when people wearing the yeah. suits in that one olympics it's not quite been as as big as that although obviously we have seen some very quick times well yeah i wonder if the injury could whether you could blame it not that we are but whether the injury is also a factor that these athletes live in four-year cycles, don't they? And this is, do you mean that extra year, even though they probably wouldn't have yeah, been training as hard, yeah. whether that extra year kind of put more pressure on their bodies than normal and they kind of picked up these niggles and stuff and we had all these lockdowns and they couldn't train maybe in the same places that they could normally and whether that's taken a toll and we're kind of seeing it as a... A five-year cycle, not a four-year cycle, equals more injuries. And what will happen if it, they're now on a three-year cycle, aren't they? So, yeah, I wonder how they'll prepare. Because I imagine they have time, a big chunk off after an Olympic Games. But wonder if they I hope so. Again. <laughs> yeah, I hope Tom Daly's having a little nap. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know. I wonder if we'll see it affects again because you're like oh it's it's gutting isn't it and the interview dina did where she cried i was like oh yeah it's so yeah. hard that they've 
five years is a long time, isn't it, to wait for that race? Totally, totally, you know. yeah. Oh, all of that, all that pressure. Like that's got to be so much. You got to overthink that situation so much. Like you think how much, think how you feel building up to just not even a race. Like feeling, like when you've got to do a long run or something like that, and you sort of like start getting a bit nervous about it on Saturday because you'll do it, you know, the day before. You'd be like, oh, I've got to do that run. That's going to be, oh, I've got to do the first half easy, but the second half at marathon pace, that's going to be really quite hard. And and that's like a week. And everyone, these guys, I mean, I know it's like that's their job, but they're building up to these things for so long and there's so much pressure and it's heightened and heightened and heightened. And Well, I always say to whenever I were lucky enough in this job to talk to athletes, I'm always like, how do you sleep? Because before like any race, I don't sleep for about a week and I'm just permanently dreaming yeah. <laughs> that I've missed the start line and I'm constantly like, <gasps> like waking up and like anxiety attacks in the middle of the night and they're just like oh yeah you know you just get in the right headspace and sleep so I do think they're I think they're different people and they're different kind of humans because how do they well, not yeah. get too nervous like how can they sleep you say that but I read on the Guardian that, that Sifan Hassan t- was uh for the last two weeks she's been having nightmares so okay. there you go she was you know she, she but then she won three medals so yeah. you know, I mean, and I think that that performance is in itself is probably worth having a you know like oh hundred percent five thousand meter gold, fifteen hundred meter bronze, and then a ten thousand meter gold like that's incredible. She would have finished eleventh if she was a country in the medal table. That's wow. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the nation of Savannah Sam would have finished eleventh. Yeah, it's amazing. Like what an audacious thing to to attempt, and yeah, ultimately she possibly you know she it was just a little beyond her maybe because you'd just be absolutely knackered wouldn't you at, um oh. yeah. at, at, at that point but um yeah it's up there with i mean you know like we kind of celebrate um emil zatopek you know his five thousand meters ten thousand meters and marathon gold in um in helsinki and it's sort of looked at as this untouchable thing and i think it is unlikely that someone would do that combination but she's proved that the right athlete can actually can get really really close to to winning three um Three goals at different at different distances, which yeah. is um, I mean, where, was, where how was, could you could you try it in the hundred, two hundred and four hundred? Hmm, no, uh, hundred, two hundred, obviously, that's yeah. that's done all the time. Okay, I think the four and the eight has been done. I yeah. believe um, that might be more eight and fifteen hundred. But yeah, that I don't know. It's uh, you don't see that sort of. They, maybe people uh, the it seems the pattern is that they tend to appear in the in the in the blocks. It's that fifteen hundred to ten. Like the five ten is kind of normalish, yeah. But that yeah. fifteen, that that's that's too. I mean, that's so. Cause it's round because it's also rounds of qualifying, is it? It's not like you get you yeah. don't get a buy or no. get kind of you know like the FA Cup or something where you get you're yeah. in at the third round. You have to you have to you know get your way to the finals. There's loads and loads of heats. It's like, I mean, yeah, she's fair, such fair play to her, didn't such it? a character. Like when she came out, you know, when they were coming out uh, at the start of each race and stood in front of the the screen with the flag and they mm. were doing the wave and stuff. I mean, when she came out for the 1500, I mean, she, no no one could have looked more annoyed about having to do something than she, than she did. It was incredible. Like, it was ridiculous. All the other athletes were coming out and like smiling and waving and like, oh, and she was kind of furious about having to be there. Like it was, look, yeah. it looked hilarious in that way. But um, it doesn't come without controversy though. She was, you know, uh, it's been reported. We're not going to get into it massively, but it's, obviously she was part of the Oregon project. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that and I think that kind of hangs over her and will yeah, I think, and, I think and that, will I think that's true. until it yeah. and, and forever um but yeah I mean it's you know, and then when you pull out big performances it's obviously immediately people are like oh well you know part of the but 
if you just regard disregard that for now as we sort of wax lyrical about the olympics that's an incredible performance yeah she gave, I agree. Um, she gave I agree. coffee a big shout out as well she said she couldn't do couldn't do it without a cup of coffee and i like oh, that well, that's very so we relatable all, we all need to drink more coffee and not worry about having nightmares i guess this is the runner's world podcast hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Should we, t- should we quickly talk about um, Kipchoge as well and his, his marathon win? Uh, he retained his Olympic title. Steve Magnus obviously celebrated coach he's very impressed on twitter he says elik choke is the greatest of all time in any sport uh, his domination Whoa. in a major sport in the modern era is unprecedented over 17 marathons in eight years he's only lost two he's double olympic champion world record holder and he broke an insane barrier sub two hours obviously um yeah you know what it, it, it is amazing and i was probably one of those people who thought after seeing him in london perhaps that sort of aura of invincibility around kipchoge might not be there anymore because obviously he finished eight for the first time he looked kind of old and he he isn't young anymore you know he's kind of like mid to late 30s and it's like but he's proved he's proved everyone that to everyone that he's still the the man to beat in there when it comes to the marathon yeah oh well something in my throat i'm not crying yeah I'm Rick, 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 very emotional no 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 i'm i i just got something in my throat i'm Guys, we there's a there's a video that we we can see each other on video and he's weeping. He's crying. He's just weeping. <laughs> oh, Elliot, it's just amazing what you've done. It's actually not. It's, it's actually not true. No. Um, on, on that note though, um, uh, that uh, Sifan likes a coffee. So John Mulkeen, who was there covering it, um, was tweeting, and and Damien Warner has just revealed, and he tweeted, Damien Warner has just revealed that sometimes his main motivation for a decathlon fifteen hundred meters is just to go run as far, just to run fast and get it over and done with as soon as I can, so I can go and eat cake. I like it. <laughs> right. So he's immediately now the most relatable athlete, I think, ever, and that's so that's just that's another hot take from the Olympics. Fair play. I mean, it's, it's a final event, isn't it? The decathlon, I think. Yeah. So you, so you, you can have, you, and again, you can do what you want. horrible distance. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, it's quite funny with that stuff because same with the heptathlon. You get some people who are obviously not distance runners, right? So yeah. it's the closest you get in the Olympics is seeing people who are a little bit like the sort of every man or every woman running around the track. And obviously, they're way better than like... <laughs> Oh yeah, he would be. But they look for the first time. It's like, oh, that doesn't look like a sort of particularly good runner there, actually. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy that quite a lot. Um, in a sort of like very sort of selfish way of just watch, watching other people look less good than they should be. Um, 
do you have a sport that from the Olympics that you watched loads of that you didn't think you would? Yeah, taekwondo. I wow. love watching taekwondo. Really? Because it was weird. Like obviously, when going to like the Beebs coverage of it was a bit weird, wasn't it? Because they didn't have all the rights to yeah. various things. So there was, but there was loads of taekwondo. They definitely had. Oh, they definitely got the taekwondo contract. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> it's 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 an odd sport, isn't it? Because yeah. it's a very specific kind of way of uh, kind of yeah sport and uh and we there was there was lots of british interest uh and i just ended up watching loads of taekwondo and became a sort of armchair expert in in it i love that i love jane did you have one um i had this i can't remember the name of it the weird one where it's like medieval and they do like running what, fencing no they do like modern, running, modern, pentath- course, modern, right, the, modern pentathlon yeah what the hell is that and I, it's, the, it's, the, know, it's the poshest <laughs> olympic sport that there is and i couldn't i couldn't kind of I think I was drawn to it because like many people I think I was very disappointed in the German woman punching her horse um <laughs> but then I was just like I don't understand I don't understand <laughs> I don't understand this event and I didn't really know it was a thing to be honest until this year but apparently it is it's always been there um, I, like, I like the fact that it was a kind of like a trail race at the end yeah well because I was like oh they're now running and they were I mean, I guess you do have to be good at lots of different things, which maybe is, I don't know. I'm just, I was just very confused by it. I still am. I'm still trying to get my head around all the things they had to do and how you discover, you know, like, oh, I like horse riding and I don't mind running. I'll just learn the other things quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. how, do you, how do you know that you're mm. good at all of those things? Sure. There you go. It's a mystery, please. Right in yeah, podcast at Runners World. Slamming anyone who's into it, but is anyone into like? So yeah, we, we won gold thing? in both. We won gold, the men's and women's gold. So yeah, I think we're, we've, we're a powerhouse. We are absolutely. So we're really good at it. Okay, I'll take it all back. Forget everything. A global. I said. We are the global <laughs> force when it comes to modern triathlon. Oh, got, got some interesting chat on um, Olympic sports that are no longer um, on the agenda. Ooh. So, which I didn't realise, tug of war was an oh, Olympic mate. sport well, for many years. It will be wow. back. Tug of war, bring that back. Also, another one. I'm not sure what this was called, but this sounds amazing. So they were just—it was a swimming event where people would just dive in yep. underwater. Yep. I don't think you, you weren't allowed to take a stroke, I believe, and it's a person <clears throat> who could go the furthest. I'd oh, <laughs> be really good at that without, without coming up. And apparently, so, it was dropped because they, they thought it was a bad spectator sport. But yeah. think of the camera work. The camera work now. <laughs> it's the same oh. thing that everyone does on holiday when they get to the swimming yeah, pool. Is so that you good dive that. in and you try and, and swim like a length, lengths. holding your breath. But I'm not sure. You're taking strokes, so aren't you? And you're doing sort of breath. Like so is it off the dive? Stroke. So you've got to have the best dive yeah, ever. I think so. I think so. Wow. Imagine I like Imagine it. That. So bring that back, please. Get rid of the modern pentathlon. Let's have um, the sort of no stroke divey <laughs> event back and tug of war. Yeah. I, I also I got... like the little the girl who did the skateboarding. Is she like yeah. 12? Oh, yeah. Sky. Yeah. Sky somebody. She was yeah. super yeah. cute. I'm like, oh my God, you're like a baby and you've got an Olympic medal, which is probably really patronizing. <laughs> but she was just so cute and so good at skateboarding. Yeah. It was amazing. I watched a lot of shooting. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. I, I know. I got into, like, weirdly into, like, it's quite a good sort of background noise one. So if you're sort of, you know, just doing other things, working, mm. that sort of put stuff. Some shoot, put some shooting on. Put some sh- relax relax, relax to, some to tra- the sound of shooting. Relax to some trap shooting. <laughs> but it got me It got me thinking about um, what I love about the Olympics kind of most almost is you suddenly realise that maybe the way that, like, fitness 
particularly fitness and body image and fitness and being mm. like how people view being healthy outside of the Olympics. It's, it's a very archetypal image of what being healthy is. So you've got like, you know, the modern image of what a man should look like is probably all like, you know, gym, a bit gym centric and all this sort of stuff and a very set sort of like six pack and all this. And then the same with women, there's a sort of like a wellness fitness image and that's being fit. And then you get to the Olympics and actually you've got these elite athletes and they all look so different mm. depending on like whatever sport it is they're doing. And they've made their bodies the best bodies for that job, for that sport. And I kind of like it's a real nice reminder of actually just like, no, it's not like it's not just being lean and having and like big guns or whatever it is like there's these, you know, you've got. The 87 kilo weightlifters are just the most powerful people in the world. But, you know, if you looked at them, you wouldn't think they don't conform to that set image of what yeah, yeah, healthy yeah. wellness fitness is. But they're the best at that. And they're phenomenal athletes. And then you've got, you know, like a high jumper. You know, they're all just, you know, they're all limbs and, you know, and all this. And I just suddenly was just like, that's what I really like about the Olympics is it kind of levels that kind of awful playing field which is you know like oh if you're fit and healthy then you've got to look like this and it's it's not like that like the olympics just gives you that great panoramic view of like every single type of human body and how all of them are brilliant at something yeah i think that's really true mate i think Another that's really true sport that i've said before i love and i'll say it again the race walking i just love it i love watching <laughs> that little swagger i just like to think it's so funny <laughs> And it's so impressive that they can walk probably as quick as I'm running. It's just oh, yeah, that. Jane, I'm not, so I'm not, I don't want to knock so you down, but you've been very generous to yourself there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the pace that they the pace that they run walk, uh, whatever you know, speed power walking, whatever. I can't. I mean, I'm doing this a disservice. It's like it's like it's like sub forty ten k. Yeah. Are you kidding? No, no, it's so yeah, yeah, quick. Yeah. It's insane how fast they go. Like they're all doing like yeah, stupid, stupidly fast stuff. Yeah, that's that's always been one that you kind of just watch and you go, wow, that's crazy. And they just, they can't take their both feet off the floor. Is that the rule? They yeah. can't take both feet off the floor. So they're just kind of like, I don't know, I'm, I'm doing the movement, but none of, that's not great on a podcast, is it? They're like, they're like, kind of, they're just like, it's like a little sway. I love it. Um, Quick one. I think a quick shout out to, to Team GB as a, as a rule at the Olympics, because finished fourth, um, Matched the medal tally from London, uh, and that was probably done without the sort of traditional success we've had in rowing yeah. and to a certain extent cycling. Yeah. So, I think it's an even better performance than than London. You know, we, we've also got weather that really doesn't suit, um, you know, British us athletes. Brits. Yeah, us Brits. You know, like uh, thirty degrees humid it doesn't it doesn't often happen for us, does it? In the in the UK, and yeah, I think like we we really have become established as like a proper. Um, Olympic powerhouse and it's uh, yeah I think something like Tokyo potentially was a bit of banana skin because I think like, as Jane was saying training's been all over the place very very hot Japan are obviously going to be um, you know up among the medals again but to finish fourth I think is uh, yeah it just shows actually what kind of strength and depth that we've we've got as a Olympic nation now and uh, hopefully yeah hopefully we can you know in Paris in, in three years time yeah, you wouldn't bet against us finishing the top three, I think. Um, so, Jane, that was that's your last podcast then as uh, as a full time employee of Runners World. We thank you for your for your services, for your good humour, for your uh, athletic insight. 
and for putting up with Ben and I and our inane chatter. So please, please, please come back. Yeah, I definitely will because, um, yeah, it's just nice nice to have a chat, isn't it? Nice to take the mick out of you both. Um, <laughs> ben with his mad dog hot running and Rick with your just mental challenges to be honest yeah. <laughs> mentally challenged is that yeah, yeah that, i think that i think it cut out your mic cut out a little bit but i definitely heard mentally challenged so that was interesting so yeah no it's been it's been great and i'm definitely gonna i'm definitely it's definitely not the last podcast i'm not saying that because i think i've already cried on one podcast i think one of those pre-london marathon ones i had a cry so i'm not crying on this one okay fair enough right. i am <laughs> Rick has you Rick's are, already but... crying. Yeah, oh, oh, no, I was crying about Elliot Kipchoge the marathon. Why not? Uh, well, so that brings to the end of uh, this week's Runswell podcast. Thanks uh, very much for listening, and and thanks to Jane as well for coming on. Thanks, Jane, for coming and, on. Uh, Jane is definitely going to be back next week if we have a, like. If probably, but we're going to we'll just keep it on. Anyway. If I come back next week now, it's going to we're going to have to do all this again. It's going to. Yeah. 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 Um, please subscribe to Run As Well magazine. It's a fantastic read. You'll enjoy it every month as it arrives at your door. Uh, you can do that online, but if you want to just try three issues for £5, head to hearstmagazines.co.uk slash podcast to get that exclusive listener offer. You can listen to the Runners World UK podcast on Acast, iTunes and all your favourite podcast apps. Just search Runners World UK and please subscribe and tune in to listen to Ben and Rick. Um, and occasionally me Um, (laughs) thanks for listening and hopefully see you again soon